welcome to the inaugural episode of the Marketing Chops for Mom and Pops podcast. In this podcast, we're going to talk about uh, some tips and tricks and do's and don'ts for small businesses, uh, the businesses of solopreneur, mom and pop shops, um, businesses under 10 employees. Um, we'll tell some stories, uh, you know, teach some lessons and uh, have some guest speakers on. So, um, I figured I'd start off this first podcast with just telling you a little about myself and why I decided to do this podcast. Back in 2002, I started a bail bond company. Of course, I didn't have really any capital to start the company out on. I spent all my money on uh, licensing and regulation and and uh, just getting things going. So I kind of came to the point where you know I needed some business cards. So I... <clears throat> Didn't even have a printer back then. I bought some cardstock at Walmart and took it over to a friend's house and had him print it for me as a favor. He printed me out about 100 cards, about 12 sheets of that eight, eight card cardstock. I took those cards and I basically combed the, uh, combed the courthouses and the jails and uh, police departments and shook hands and got to meet people and introduce myself, who I was, what I was there to do. And I... Uh, you know, from that I got a few bonds, I did a few bonds, and I went and got more cards made, and uh, that's basically the foundation of, you know, where I started my business, was building building relationships on a very, very granular, you know, person-by-person level. Um, you know, bear in mind that, you know, the year here was 2002, 2003, I was starting up, and, you know, social media wasn't on the scene, um, the internet was there, um, but... You know, you had a website, you probably could have a blog, but there really wasn't much in the way of digital in, you know, in that time. So, you know, the, the you know, the whole concept of guerrilla marketing was really kind of where things were. So I was forced to go out and, you know, build relationships. Um, so I, you know, I built it slowly over the, you know, next handful of years, um, then a few years, a few years later, I figured, okay, well, it's, you know, it's time to try to run with the big dogs here. So, uh, I, <clears throat> I started to, um, you know, actually, you know, give an audience to, you know, all the advertising and, you know, ads, ad, you know, ad by, you know, salespeople out there that were banging down my door, and, you know, I, I bought in the first year into some yellow book advertising and um, some other stuff that kind of came along with a package deal. And, um, you know, that worked out pretty well. It boosted my business a little bit enough for me to kind of, you know, whet my appetite and say, Hey, this might work. So at that point I started making the mistake of really pushing the bigger is better for advertising. Um, kind of got to the point really quickly where I was buying a, you know, two full page ads or a double truck in the yellow pages directory, full color and everything. Um, you know, to where I was basically running a week out of the month just to pay for my ad spend. Um, and it was, it, it just some, wasn't something that was sustainable. And, um, you know, and then the, then the next year, the advertise, you know, the, the yellow book, the yellow book people, they, um, they got my phone number wrong in the yellow pages book. And of course they hid behind the contract. You signed a contract, you got to pay us. Well, with my number wrong, you can clearly see that I wasn't able to 
get any work off that, but I still had this bill I had to pay that was against my credit and my company's credit. So, you know, I, I try to do the right thing and keep up with that, but eventually the, the chips started to fall and I, I mean, on all honesty, without going into super crazy amount of details, I almost lost my company. Um, you know, and it was a really, really tough time. I was, you know, it was, business was slow and I had the, the wolf at my back and, um, you know, there was just, it was, it was a tough time and I really kind of had to sit down and do some, do some assessment and say, well, you know, I've got to bring this company back at this point. It's my livelihood. It's not, you know, I'm too in in deep, too way too deep to walk away from it. You know, that time my wife was involved in the company with me. So I, you know, we had to kind of come up with an idea or how to, you know, how to pull us out of this predicament and not get ourselves into a predicament of spending all this money on advertising again, because it was kind of crazy. You know, the, the advertising salespeople, I was saying, you know, I was trying to, I was kind of conveying my, you know, my point to them say, you know, it's hard to really keep up. I mean, your advertising costs a lot and they're like, well, you know, if you're spending $5,000 on advertising, you're making 5,500, you know, you're ahead of the game. And I go, no, you, you no. <laughs> I mean, any business owner knows that, yeah, technically, if you look at the numbers, you're ahead of the game, but you're, you know, if you're spending $5,000 and get a $5,500 return on that, that's, that's pretty stupid. So, um, it was clear they didn't have my be- business's best interests in mind. So, I really had to come up with, um, you know, how we were going to pull the company out of this and make the company successful again. And it really came back to, it kind of came full circle back to the point of going back to basics of building relationships, you know, building trust in an audience. And this is kind of why I preach this so much is you know, people can see an advertiser and say, okay, great, they offer that service. Or people can, you know, you can post on social media, hey, I'm, you know, if you need, if you need this or that, or the other thing, call me. The people already know that. They don't want to be sold to. You know, they want to establish trust in a, in a company, in a brand to say, if I call this person, they'll come. They'll, they'll come and they'll do the right thing. So I, we really, really went back to that. And one of the things, I did was I said, you know, it seems to me like there's, you know, there's a lot of defense attorneys I was kind of coming across that had did, really weren't well versed in how, how the bail process went, how my side of the, you know, my side of the job was completed. So I, I wrote, I wrote up a little guide that says, you know, what to expect or, you know, how, how to pro- proceed when your, your client gets arrested. And Instead of mailing them out mass mail or emailing them to everybody, I printed out copies, old school. Again, you know, I was going back to my roots here. And I went and handed them out. I went and visited about 150 local attorneys. And I handed them this and handed them my card and said, you know, I, I would love to be the one you call when you're when your client needs me, um, and I, you know, here's a little guide that, that I kind of tell you the process, and I, I want to earn your trust. And from that, probably I had a part about 10% of those attorneys, about 15 attorneys, really started being the, the I was the one that they were sending business to, you know, because they, apparently they had never seen that before, and a couple of, a couple of the attorneys kind of, 
you know, made a point to me and said, you know, we had never actually had someone come to us with, you know, something tangible to say, here is how I, you know, here we, how is how we can help you. Um, you know, we've had people, you know, bail bonds or whatever, drop off cards or call us or email us, but we really appreciated what you did. So we'd like to use you. And so, you know, I established that rapport with the attorneys and basically every single client I had, I treated them like they were gold. And I, when I started bringing on staff and agents, I made sure that every client was treated like gold because it seemed to me that customer service in the bail bond world was kind of a kind of lacking so i went above and beyond and you know and even little things like um yeah i got matches printed but we you know everybody seems like they're coming out of the jail all of a sudden becomes a smoker oddly enough so i made you know even though i'd never smoked i you know i had cigarettes ready for them um had some t-shirts and so people would come out, you know, after a DUI or a rough night or something like that and they needed a fresh t-shirt. Yeah, those did have my logo on them, but they were something that people did appreciate. And instead of, you know, having them come out of the jail and, and me throwing a paper piece of paper at them saying, fill this out and you, you better go to court or I'm going to have my bounty hunter, bounty hunters come get you. You know, they had already, you know, when someone got arrested, when someone got to the point where seeing me as a client... They had already been through enough people treating them like crap. You know, from the arresting officer to the magistrates to the fellow inmates to the deputies doing intake and everything. They they have already been treated like crap for nine hours. So really, it didn't take much for just a smile and a, hey, how are you doing? How can, how can I help you out here? Um, you know, to really earn business and, you know, and... You know, I took I took the company and it took a few more years, but it took, you know, I took the company back from the the real low point I was in with, you know, buying into this advertising and spending a lot of money and really taking the company down that road to being built on trust and understanding and just a solid brand that, you know, my clients knew that if they called, if I wasn't available to come on a rare occasion... I would send one of my agents to to them and you know and my agents knew that they were to, they were to treat my treat our clients the best way humanly way humanly possible. So that's one of the things that I hold firm as a foundation to just good business is establish those relationships, you know, show that you know what you're doing. Um that's you know whether that's with content or you know, demonstrating expertise with your client and explaining to them, the, um, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, why that service is needed or something like that. Don't just sell them because everybody else is trying to sell them, you know. It's, you know, establish why you're the one they need to go to and they you're the one they need to stick by, whether it's you're, a, you know, you're a plumber, a, you know, a tailor, a seamstress, a local small restaurant, even a local bar, you know, you need to differentiate yourself somehow. And the best way to do that is, you know, by establishing trust, smiling and, you know, taking care of people's needs, being compassionate. Um, I recently came across an article, you know, it does, it's surprising, but it really doesn't surprise me. You know, why Chick-fil-A is 
stomping the rest of the fast food businesses is they're tr- they're they're instilling in their their employees that you need to say please and thank you. Who'd have thunk? I mean, seriously, please and thank you. Okay, and any of y'all that go to Chick Fil A, I know you say for the chicken, but I mean, I I like it. I don't care how busy Chick Fil A is. Like if I see busy McDonald's, busy Burger King, even I'm hungry, so I'm no, I'm I'm going on because I don't want to be stuck in the drive-through for two hours, but. Heck, even Chick-fil-A, when they're wrapped around the building three times, going through the parking lot, I don't mind. Because I know that, one, they're set up to get me in and out of there efficiently. And two, that they're going to treat me with respect. You know, so, you know, I don't mind going through that. Um, You know, it's the same thing, you know, this just goes down to that brand promise where, you know, same thing if you're, you know, local to my area, Richmond, and you remember U-Crops, that brand promise of, you know, they're wheeling your groceries out for you and, you know, service with a smile. That stuff is getting to be so, so few and far between in the last handful of years that, you know, the companies that do that are going to win. They're going to, they're going to win. So, you know... When you're starting a company, I implore you to build your relationships, build your brand organically at first. Okay, get a good foundation that hey, people trust me. You know, people trust me. Um, you know, they appreciate the service I provide. They appreciate in the manner of which I approach that service, and then and only then maybe start throwing a few bucks at paid advertising, whether it's some Google AdWords or you know, building audiences on Facebook or Instagram, maybe some video pre-roll on YouTube or something like that. But don't make that, <clears throat> don't, you know, don't make that the foundation of your business because, you know, with advertising like that, once you stop paying, that, that faucet shuts off real fast. And you hit a slow point, you can't pay your AdWords or Facebook advertising bill that month and you got to shut it down for a month. Watch your business drop if your business is built on that foundation. But if you build relationships and build your brand organically at first, all that paid advertising is just going to supplement. It's just going to be a icing on top of the cake to help you maybe scale your operation, grow things a little bit. Um, you know, if you have employees and you're, you know, you're getting those, sometimes you have those months where you, you just want to push a little past making payroll or something like that. Yeah, throw, you know, throw a little bit at paid advertising. Um you know, especially the channels like, you know, Facebook and stuff like that where the attention's cheap. But please, again, don't let that be the foundation of your of your business. Um, and also, too, you know, when you're looking at buying advertising, especially if you're talking about a, if a salesperson's involved, okay, know what you're buying, know what you're getting into, ask to see numbers, okay? Ask to see like industry ROIs on this stuff, okay? And... Is there a contract? I'll tell you, me personally, you know, your mileage may vary. But if someone puts a contract in my face, whether it's for a year, two years, three years, or something like that, you know, I'm I'm going to jump and run. Because contracts, you know, are great as a, to me personally, contracts are great as an understanding between two parties. But if you have to basically behold someone to a contract to make your revenue targets something's really, really flawed with your business model. And that's kind of what I saw with the Yellow Pages advertising and stuff like that. Now, granted, we were kind of sliding to a time where they're 
on a huge downslide because the internet was starting to kind of come up. But still, very to me, a very flawed business model. So that's one of the things you want to want to watch for is are they going to th- they're going to try to get you locked into something, scribble a bunch of stuff down, throw a contract in your face, and the second you sign the contract, they're up the road. Okay, so you know, so watch that. You know, be careful with that. And I mean, honestly, I would start with the options that basically you know that don't require contract, don't require commitment. You can shut off at any time. Stuff you know, stuff like you know, digital, you know, Google AdWords, Facebook advertising, stuff like that. You know, there's no ceiling, there's no floor. You can do what you want, and you know, try that out. But again, let that be the icing to the cake. Um, because you know me, I, you know I, I'm a personal story of a business that, that almost went under from out of control ad spends, contract lock-ins, and stuff like that. And you, as the business owner, it's definitely buyer beware. You need to understand that you know the buck stops with you, and you know these salespeople they're they're just trying to make their commissions. You know they're trying to get you get you to sign that contract. They make their commission. They they're moving on. Okay, so you know many a business have gone has gone under from out of control ad spend scams, contract lock ins. You know, protect your business with just good knowledge. You know, understand what you're getting into, understand your market, and a lot of times you'll realize that you know a little bit of a little bit of elbow grease in your in your building your brand organically goes a lot further than paid advertising. You know, paid advertising, you know, if you're going to do it at the front end, probably good for a little bump boost just to get you going, you know, but I wouldn't go much further out than, you know, 180 days when you're, if you're talking just starting out um, as a small business, especially like on like on, on micro scale, local scale, um, community level, you know, stuff like pass out business cards, get some sign, signage for your vehicle, um, you know, wear, pro, wear t-shirts with your logo on them, you know, get some you know, join, you know, go get a, join a networking group. I mean, go out and meet five people a day, shake their hand. You don't have to tell them what you do. If you meet five people a day in your community, you know, that's going to be 150 people in a month, 150 people in your community that you're going to run into again. Chances are then the next time you can probably be like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Joe. I'm a plumber. Joe, I'm a, you know, you know, Jim, I'm an HVAC guy or something like that. Then that could come out. Okay. But build that relationship organically. So Anyway, thank you for listening to my first initial inaugural podcast. I just wanted to kind of tell everybody what I was about and why I'm doing this. And basically the reason why is I have this deep, deep love for small businesses. And I understand that feeling in the gut of, are you going to be able to pay their bills tomorrow? Kids need soccer shoes. You're going to be able to do that and stuff like that. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of small businesses can't afford agency rates. They can't afford a marketing specialist, something like that. So they got they have to seek out this knowledge. So that's what I'm here for. Um, you know, look forward to some some pretty interesting guests I'm getting lined up. And um, if you like this, please hit subscribe, comment, and visit my website, AaronJWeese.com. Um, if you have any questions you want me to feature on this podcast in the future, please drop them in the comment section um, or even comment on the website. Email me. Um, emails on my website, AaronJWeese.com, and. Uh, Look for me on a weekly basis and I hope to see hope to hear you know hear from you soon and please enjoy listening to my podcast. Take care and have a good day.